Listen to this. Zakawani, the flying winger. Here's Brad Evans. It's Steve. It's Steve. Who is it? It's Brad Evans. <laughs> Happy days are here again. Turning with a drive. It's Steve Zakawani. Evans with the left foot. He's an attacking threat, Brad Evans. This is so weird. The party has started. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Side by Side. We are here just a couple of days away from the Sounders playing their second game of the season in terms of MLS play when the team goes to Utah to play Salt Lake. Always a tough place to play. We'll be joined by Alex Rodan um, shortly just to talk about you know his career today and obviously preview that game and give a look to the upcoming season. But before we look forward, let's look back a bit. The Sounders' disappointing start to... The regular season, a 1-0 home defeat to Nashville. I don't think the club has lost too many um, home openers or openers in general. Um, I definitely remember losing one, but not often. And thoughts on the game, I'd be curious to hear what you guys think. My first thought I would just say is, you know, Nashville was very organised. Um, I give credit to their coach, to Gary Smith, because he's made it clear if they can score and find a way to win, they will. But first and foremost, they are not going to lose. And that's why I think the team lost four games last year, tied something like 18, um, numbers we haven't really seen before. They don't lose many games. And it's because of how organised they are. And when you say a team's organised, it just means every player there, especially in the defensive side, knew their role, where to stand, how to defend, where to cut off passing lanes. The disappointment for the Sounders for me is the space was wide. Um, I felt that the space was wide the entire game and it was never utilised. You know, we spoke about in the CCL broadcast against Motagua, the home game, where I felt Jordan Morris played very narrow. And, you know, I spoke to Schmetz after that game and I asked him, "Is are, are you guys as coaches asking Jordan to come inside to maybe leave space for Nuhu? And he says, no, this is on Jordan in terms of he's trying to read the game and taking what the game gives him, which I love. You know, I played in that exact position each game, you try something different, depends on the opponent, depends what they're doing. All of that came into it. But, 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 but I would have loved to have seen him isolate himself just one or two times in each half because I think he had the beating of um, Miller. I think it was Eric Miller playing out there. Jordan would have smoked him and we never really saw that. Played very narrow and... The disappointing part was when Big Sam Adenarin went out there, he had a couple of chances to face up at Eric Miller and he did. And he got a couple of crosses in um, trying to find Jordan and that should be reversed. You want to see Jordan Morris out wide as much as possible. So I'm not sure what he's thinking is right now. I, I, you know, I haven't spoke to him, but I'd like to see him play a bit more wide, especially in that kind of game where all the space is wide. Nashville's telling you, you are not coming down the middle. We're compact. We've got our numbers here. You have to go wide to see where the spaces are. And I don't think um, the Sounders did the best job at that. And, you know, I praise Jordan when it's good, because as you should, because he's the most dangerous player on the team. And when there's something missing there, you have to see it too. And I think he needs to play a lot wider and get his confidence back, as in I can take guys on. He's sort of going inside a bit too much and sort of floating and coasting his way through the game. And I think that impacted the Sounders in a very big way. Yeah, I think, you know, to piggyback off the Jordan comment, I think he and Nuhu just haven't figured out how to play together. 
Um, I don't think they have a good relationship. I don't think they really understand what each other one wants or what they want to do. And that can just, it can just gum up things. And sometimes it looks like things are gummed up. <clears throat> and I think Jordan, if I'm Schmetz, I'm telling him just sit on the line, right? Like that's what we used to tell you too. Just yeah. sit on yeah. the line, wait for the play to develop. It's so much easier to come inside than it is to yeah. start inside and chase a ball that's been played over the top. That's slightly on an angle, almost going out of bounds, right? Which would you rather have? I had to tell this kid at practice last night that kept starting so far inside, all gets played over the top, and now he's running away from the goal as opposed to the goal. Simple things like that, where if he can just be a little bit more patient, he's going to be more effective. Um, and look, the crazy thing is looking at Nashville's lineup, you had um, eight U.S.-based players, U.S. players starting for that team, which I'm not sure you can say that about any club in Major League Soccer right now, and even in the past, like, two, three, four yeah. years probably, which is, which is crazy. And, you know, average players at other teams, right? Eric Miller, average player for the most part. Um, Dave Romney, his time with the Galaxy was not very successful. Um, and Lovitz had to find a new team after, after being at Montreal, I think. So somehow they've figured out how to play together and just be stout defensively. And it was, it was frustrating for the Sounders. Um, and obviously you missed Raul for sure. Um, anytime you see he's not on the team sheet, the other team is licking their chops and that's, that's an opportunity right there. So yeah, fr a frustrating night for the Sounders, but you know, there, there were some positives. I mean, you dominate possession, um, but, and, and, but really just a couple half chances, uh, on the night. So attacking wise, got to figure out something with this new, with this lineup in, in Salt Lake to get more opportunities on goal. Uh, preview against real Salt Lake guys. What do we have to look forward to? Tough place to play. Um, tough place to play. But I mean, in those first couple of years, the first year I went, we went there, I think we lost, I'm sure, or maybe stuck out of a draw, probably lost the game. But it's one of those games where I knew Casey would have to stand on his head. Like, you're going to need Casey Keller to make saves because you go to that place. The team they had at the time, the system they played, they were playing this weird, super inverted diamond formation. You could never really figure out. They'd overload the midfield. We didn't have exactly attacking players that wanted to get back and defend, like Montero, myself, Lumber, but they made you defend. Um, and obviously, altitude comes into it. But I think for them, it just was a very good team. It's a tough place to play. Um, you know, second time when we played, they were up 2-1. They scored maybe 94th minute with an equaliser. So we've come close. And obviously, 2011, I think, is when Lamar scored an um, incredible goal and we won the game there. So I don't think this Salt Lake team is as good as they've been. They've lost their talisman. But there's a little thing there with the sound is where you've taken our head coach, you've taken our best player, pretty much. Like, they're going to want to stand up and be counted. And the Sounders, you know, have a little bit of a bone to pick with them with how last season ended, you know. So I think that there's enough there to make this not feel like a second game of the season, especially the Sounders don't want to go down 0-2 as well. So there's that part of it as well. But it will always be a tough game. Any away game in MLS is so, so tough. People, I don't think you understand how difficult it is to win on the road in MLS. Those games were difficult. But I actually expect the Sounders to win. I think the quality's there. I think the motivation's there. I think it's going to help them that Salt Lake won't just sit back and defend. It'll be an open game. Let Jordan get on the run. Nico should start. I actually think the Sound is in a very good position um, to go to. They're the better team. I think good, there's enough point in that direction. Defeat last weekend and the defeat to end the season last season. Those two things should motivate you enough to go there and say, okay, we're going to kickstart our 2022 season. So I'm expecting a tough game, but a Sounders win. Yeah, I think they've got to be 
methodical about how they do it though. I think yeah. talking with Alex, it's, it's going to be a, um, it'll be a chess match more than it will be just a grudge match. I think second game of the season, the two teams will have to be figuring each other out early on, but yeah, if, if Nico starts and he can start to pick out passes and, and hopefully Rusnak is, is motivated to go and put in a 90 minute dominant performance. You look at the lineup that Salt Lake put, put up against Houston. They got a decent result, a nil nil tie, but you know, a handful of those players are, 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 you know, top class, but on paper, once again, we talked about it at the end of last season, the Sounders should win this game. Yeah. Keely? I mean, I agree. I like a good grudge match. I also, they had a full week and no Champions League games this week, which, I mean, that makes the schedule so much more congested and so much tougher. And next week, they are going to have multi-matches again. This one, I mean, I don't want to say, hey, look how easy it was. They only have one game in one week. But I think that we need to take advantage of you know, the fact when we actually have a full week to prepare, yeah. especially for a team that we really want to beat. I mean, let's be real. I'm sure. I mean, what is it like in the locker room for you guys? Like, do you think that they extra want to beat this team or is it just same? No, old, same, old, same old? I, I, I don't think there's extra. I think maybe more from Salt Lake as an organization. I don't think there's any like, like the, the only one I can compare it to, and this is going way back now, was when we would play the Galaxy, there was something there because we knew there was Bruce, there was Ziggy, that already in itself. And they would play mind games like, you know, Galaxy might come here and want to train on the pitch day before the game and the Sounders wouldn't unlock the goals. And so, you know, they got to use mini goals or they wouldn't let us train on the main pitch at, you know, what's it called, a Dignity Sports Health Park, whatever it used to be called Home Depot. We had to train on one of the side pitches or not get access to a locker room. There was always these little mind games. And then they had stars. They had Beckham, they had Donovan, they had Keane. And we were young players, hungry. We were the new shiny thing. So there was a bit more to it. And we always saw them in a playoff. So I think from that perspective, competitive, it just doesn't rise to that yet for me. But it's just a big game in the sense of you don't want to go down 0-2 and, and this is the team that ended your season. So I think that should be enough um, for the guys who are going to be out there this weekend. Um, game info? Um, 2.30 pregame show on Fox 13+. Plus. Steve Zakawani will be joining us for the entire show, actually, because we have a smaller crew. So if you love Steve, yeah. make sure to check in for the entire pre, <laughs> half, and post. He is going to be working triple time. Uh, really excited. Uh, stream on iHeart uh, on the iHeart app for radio. Another great crew over there. Um, yeah, tune in, guys. It's going to be a good one. Looking forward to it. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Alex Rodon will be joining us. We'll be talking to him about his career so far and also getting his thoughts on this upcoming game we were just speaking about. Stay tuned. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back. And delighted to say that we are joined by really one of um, last season's real breakout players and a guy whose stock continues to rise and rise, locked himself down to a new deal. He's doing well with the national team. Um, it's exciting to have Sounders starting right back. Alex Rodan joining us. Alex, how are you doing? Doing well. How about you guys? Uh, doing pretty good. Pretty good. Um, we'll, we'll, no, we have a lot we can talk to you about, but let's just start before we look ahead with um, the last game 
on Sunday against Nashville, a, a few days removed now from the game. When you look back at it and you guys have talked as a team, I'm sure, I'm sure you've watched the tape. Um, what sort of your thoughts on the game? What didn't quite work on the day or what did Nashville maybe do well? Yeah, I think I think to start off, we got to probably give a little bit of credit to the, the opposing team, um, Nashville. They they kept uh, the lines tight. They were very organized. Um, they didn't they didn't give any space for us to really work with and and you know playing against a team like that is never going to be easy to get opportunities to score a goal. Um, and I think that's what we were lacking. I think defensively we we're doing all right for the most part. They didn't really have any clear chances up until their goal. Um, but you know those are the things we got to work with. Um, playing against opponents who make it very difficult and just try to be able to find the, the right um, balance between, you know, defending and attacking and trying to get into good positions to, to, to create opportunities. But overall, I mean, it's the first game. We got to, we got to work on things. Um, we're going to be a little bit um, not in the best form, but um, for sure we're going to work on things and, and hopefully carry that into the next game. Um, how does that right, is that right hip doing okay with that new weight of that new contract sitting in the wallet there or what? <laughs> the seemed right little, hip is doing all right. Seemed a little heavy in the game. I saw that with Steve after he signed his second contract too. Oh yeah. That, that left leg got a little. <laughs> <laughs> Any tips for that for me, Steve? <laughs> hey, spend your um, money wisely. <laughs> and go, um, right. So I, I want to ask about, you know, just the change in formation. Uh, you know, you come into this team, it's a 4-2-3-1. You go to a 3-5-2, you find a lot of success playing in that wing back position. And now you find yourself in a, in a 4-2-3-1. Um, and then also you're, you're looking at new pieces in front of you too. Sometimes it was Rusnak. Sometimes, you know, other guys are moving in and out. So tactically and formation wise, <clears throat> talk to talk to us about that uh, change shift in formation and also those in front of you and how you see yourself getting more involved into the attack. Yeah, I think that was one of the benefits from last year um, being to find the back. I was up higher on the pitch. I was contributing to the attack. I was getting in in positions where I could deliver crosses um, and just kind of joining in on, on some of those movements. And now with the four in the back, I'm kind of a making runs, but from a little bit deeper, um, and I think Schmetzer has, um, kind of gave me the go ahead to fly up the pitch and get up, get up into the attack as well. He still wants me to be part of that. So, um, I think that the, the strategy and the tactics involved in, in this formation are almost similar to what I was doing last year. He still wants me to get up and down, um, with a little bit of cover, maybe new who stays a little bit more of a, as a stay at home left back. So we have that balance on the left side and on the right side. Uh, but yeah, there's new pieces in front of me. I mean, sometimes I got Christian, sometimes I got Albert, um, and they're they're both you know talented players, but they offer different things. Christian can stretch the the back line a little bit. Albert wants the ball on his feet, so just trying to find the right balance with the players that are in front of me and, and getting a, a good relationship with them, and hopefully connect with them and and, and um, you know be able to to switch players in and out without having a problem and and still be able to perform with them. Um. Alex, I'm curious which one is more pressure. So we go back a year and a bit and you're fighting to keep your career alive. I mean, you came into the training camp, didn't know your position. Obviously, Kelvin Leardam was there. He was established. No one could have predicted what would happen. So was there more pressure then where you kind of had to fight or now where people are saying, OK, he's quite good. Here's a new contract. You're established. And now you sort of have to prove that it wasn't a fluke that you do belong here. Which one of the two um, situations actually provides more pressure? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I've, I've 
got my feet wet and I've shown that I can, you know, compete out there and be on this squad, um, a squad that competes for trophies. So um, I definitely think that there's a little bit of added pressure now that I'm um, established and um, part of the team and contributing to the, to their success. But I think that's always been in me to compete and go out there and regardless of the situation, um, you know, obviously I wasn't getting playing time before and I fought my way to now. And now that I, I am getting playing time, I'm not going to let it go. So, you know, I'm going to put the effort and, and, you know, work on things that I, need, I still need to work on. Um, you know, I, there's still a lot for me to improve on. I have a pretty high ceiling for, for potential. And I think I can each year improve on things that I didn't do all that well last year. So um, hopefully um, just, just now that I got my feet wet, I'm, I'm able to kind of let the, the gates open and, and continue to improve. Uh, you talked about trophies and this club always going after them. And that's been in the, in the DNA, right? This club, <clears throat> you've got champions league now. And I think we've heard from, you know, Steve and I, uh, Keith and, you know, some of the higher ups, but I don't think we've heard from, you know, a player that's in it every single week. That is um, the, the thought process from within of you've got, you start with champions league, you've got major league soccer champions league now um, is coming up. So, how do how are you going to balance that? And what's the focus in the locker room of, um, you know, chasing trophies at this point in the season? Yeah. I mean, in regards to champions league, we, we are, are as a team collectively, we are pretty serious about that. I know we're, we're really pushing for it to be the, the, the team that goes all the way and really uh, make a, a run and an impact in this, um, in this tournament. And as far as, the balance between the two, um, you know, it is tough. Sometimes they add those, those games in between weeks and we have to travel, but I mean, we've done it all before. And I think um, just having that, you know, we all speak about this club and what it means and the mentality of this club, how the next person steps up to the plate and has to, to go out there and compete. So um, players got to be ready that, that aren't getting as many minutes and um, to, to fully understand that their time may come up after a Champions League game and in, in rotation and, they just got to go out there and have the same role and same impact as, as the, the regular starters. I'm um, for you, for you, who in the locker room, obviously your brother, that's one, it's kind of an obvious one, but who are some of the guys you've looked to in terms of, you know, I think back on my career and, you know, I came out of college as a sophomore and had my habits and certain things, but I thought it took me probably six to 12 months to learn what it meant to be a pro. Um, how to take care of my body, you know, doing the extra work at training. And I came from just watching guys, you know, Taylor Graham, Roger Levesque, Zach Scott, and then even some of the guys who are around my age, Ozzy and Brad and James Riley and these guys, I learned from them, okay, that's the, extra, that's the, that's the next step. That's the secret ingredient. Um, in that locker room for yourself, who've been some examples, you know, Christian, I'm sure it's probably been a very good one with his trajectory, but who've been some examples for you in terms of, you know, what it means to be a pro and excel at this level? Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously Christian's part of that. Um, there's a few other players that I can, I can mention that, um, been a, you know, a good leader in terms of, of doing what they need to do to take care of their bodies and stuff like that, that kind of makes, uh, makes it easier for a younger person, a younger player to fall. Coladero being one, he's always looking to improve, always looking to, um, further better himself. I mean, obviously with the accolades that he has, you think you, you could just take a day off and come out and show up, but you know, every day he comes in, he works hard. He he's in the gym, um, you know, working on himself and then all the things that he needs to improve on job Jordan Morris, you know, other great players that, that take care of themselves and are good, 
the leaders in the locker room that um, help the young guys um, get improve improve in areas that that they need to improve on. So I think this locker room is is great, and we have good players that um, not only are are doing what they need to do out on the pitch, but uh, in the locker room are being great teammates and helping the, the younger players as well. Uh, let's focus on the younger players for a second. You were in those shoes a couple of years ago, um, and now we're starting to see these, you know, 15, 16 year olds, 17, uh, make an impact from an insider's perspective. You didn't see that when we first came to the Sounders, right? Like we were the youngest at 21, 22, you know, like yourself coming out of college. So what is it like to be in that locker room now? And, you know, a significant amount of players are these young homegrown guys and, and you're expected to now be a man. And you got to hang out with, you know, 34, 35 year olds every single day, right? You're not a normal situation. So what's that like from the inside and, and a few of those players for us to really keep our eyes on that? Okay, they look good, but your everyday interactions with them. Yeah, honestly, it's crazy to see just these kids at, the, at, these, at this age and, and being able to be in this environment. I mean, I remember when I was 15, 16 years old, I didn't even know how to kick a ball properly yet. And these guys are out here, you know, competing to break into some minutes. And, and you know, for example, Obed or Josh and Danny, who have gotten their 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 shine in a few games, you know, they go out there and they they can hold their own. And so um, the players at that age are definitely they have the potential and the talent to, to keep um, improving in their career and keep getting better as a player. Um, and I think the good thing about this locker room is that we've accepted those young players and being part of this team and. Um, kind of giving them the the tools they need to to go be a part of this team and contribute. Um, so, you know, it, it's great to see, especially as as my myself, I'm getting older in, in age, and then other players who are older, um, seeing younger and younger kids come in here and, and have an impact on the club. Um, it's something special. I think it's definitely changing um, in in this day and age. I, I, I wonder for you if this moment has arrived, maybe it hasn't, but has the moment arrived for you where you felt within yourself like, okay, I'm here, I belong. I don't know if it was your national team debut or if once you showed that you'd won the starting spot. I mean, I'm sure Brad had it had myself. For me, probably the first time that I was on a breakaway and you know I could maybe pass to Freddie Lundberg and I chose to take the shot myself and felt confident about doing that. For me, it was like a moment of, yeah, I have as much right to shoot as he does. And I've seen you wave off Christian a couple of times and even wave off maybe Raul and take a shot yourself, which makes me good, proud to see because I think you should have that confidence. But has that moment arrived for you at this point in your career where you felt like, you know, I'm not just a young guy trying to make it. Like I've made it and the hard work starts now, but I'm here and I belong now. Yeah, I mean, I think last year there was a moment where, where my confidence grew. Um, there was a game against LAFC at home where I got an assist and, and it started from the deep end on our defensive side um, and ended up with me going into the, to the box and getting across for Brad. But I think after that moment, I really grew in confidence. And, and I think once you get minutes, regular minutes, and you start to get those moments, your confidence just grows. And then I carried on to gold cup and, and national team. And um, obviously the summer um, having a good showing there, but, um, as, as long as I keep getting regular minutes, I know I'm going to keep growing as a player. And, and um, I think um, with that being said, there's still so much more to improve on. And, and um, you know, I'm looking forward to this season and hopefully getting a, um, a good uh, footing on, on, you know, being confident and growing as a player. Um, you're walking into this game against Salt Lake. 
historically <clears throat> really difficult opponent away from home. 10-1-3, I think, the last time the Sounders won there, 2011, Lamar Nagel with a ridiculous goal. I don't know if Schmetz has showed that highlight, but um, playing there has always been really difficult. Back when Steve and I were with the team in the beginning, right, we would constantly have to answer questions to the press. Why is it so difficult? We give the same answer every single time. Nothing has changed. The team is still good. It's hard to play at altitude. For some reason, it, it's not a rivalry, but it's always an intense, intense game of two high-quality teams that want to play good soccer. But how do you get a result there this weekend? Yeah, it's an extremely difficult place to play. Um, altitude does not help, and you know they they don't get as much credit as they do as a team. Um, and they're very organized, and they they do create chances. They got big guys in front, um, but I think the key to this game is to um, you know establish some possession because it is going to be difficult to, to counter and, and fly up the wings um, just with that altitude. So establishing some possession and then getting different types of opportunities where we get numbers in the box and then get um, a wing progression going where we get people into, you know, optimal areas to, to find a, a cross. Um, but, and then defensively just taking care of their big guys. Crylax is a talented player. Um, you know, Rubio is going to, be in there looking for a goal. And so I think defensively, we got to be sound. Um, and I think it, it, it'll, it'll start def with defense first and then uh, transition into to offense and, and hopefully find a goal. Um, Alex, last one from me here, just for yourself individually. Obviously, you're here right now um, focused on the game this weekend and the season ahead. But when you think now in terms of really looking ahead in your career, what some of sort of your career ambitions you have that, desire that most of us had of, you know, ending back up overseas? Or is it a case of just working with the Sounders? Are you kind of a guy that takes it one day at a time? Or how do you sort of set your goals that when you think of your career long term? Yeah, I think, um, you know, if opportunities arise, obviously you have to consider them if, depending on how your career is going. But I think the way I, I approach it is every year uh, I'm looking to get better and I'm looking to, to have a better season than I had last year. So um, obviously last year was a, was a good start for me, but I think, um, this year will be important for me to show that it wasn't just a one-off and, and really make an impact with this team and contribute to, um, the success both individually and, and the, the club's, um, you know, chances to get to more finals and more trophies. Yeah. I always thought like, great. It's a great first half of the season, but once you exit and sit in December in your house around the holidays and you're like wow that was a complete season right play healthy you contribute the team does well that's always the goal so good luck uh lead this team the best way you can and um get a result for us man will do thanks guys appreciate it thank you for listening thanks again to alex for taking the time out uh, obviously a busy schedule um this close to a game to speak to us um let's get to some over and under and then we will do some predictions and we'll be out all right, so this is going to be a little bit of a touchy over-under because some of these are going to bring us back to our playoff loss. Our first over-under is going to be times we hit the post. Um, I set it at 4.5. Hopefully it will be less and those post shots will just go straight in. The goal itself, uh, over-under 4.5. Way under. Yeah. Way under. Yeah. Okay, good. Love I mean, it. I would, I, would switch, I would switch hit the post with shots. Yeah. I have shots on goal here as the next over-under, actually. Shots on goal for us, I have 3.5. 
I think right around three sounds good to me. I'll take an over there. You think? Yeah. Yeah. All right. These are a little tough. tougher. Probably just just under. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and last one is total shots because when our playoff game against them that we lost, we had 21 total shots on goal. Right. Or not on goal, just total shots, uh, excuse me. Um, I set the over-under at 11.5, uh, over-under 11.5 total shots. Under. Ooh. That's a good line, though. Great line. Uh, ooh. I'm getting better at these. Yeah, four or I'm going to go all thinking about two shots. Yeah. Good attacking game. I'll go, I'll go, I'll take the over and down. All right. That's over under. Thanks, guys. Um, predictions. I, know, I don't know if we track these. I'm pretty sure not that. Um, but I said, I think I would love one, one, one nil. I would love clean sheet, you know, um, Jordan Gold or Nico Gold. Just a nice, gutsy, gritty win. I think it'll be more exciting than that. So two one or three two, but um, wow. um I'm gonna say two one Sounders. I think it'll be two nil, and Salt Lake's gonna do the typical Salt Lake score in the 85th, and then the Sounders are gonna absolutely have to hang on for dear life. <laughs> but a, a win is a win. You, the Sounders ever have we ever gone zero and two? I'm sure. Sh- that I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put it in the show notes. I do know. I think the last home opener we lost was against LAFC 2018. Yeah, 0-2, I'd be surprised. 0-2, um, yeah. surprised. Um, I'm going to go with one nothing. I like Steve's initial prediction. I'm going to go with one yeah. nothing. Wait, wait, Sounders. Whoa. No, no, we have got 0-2 because 2011, we lost home opener to LA, Galaxy. Janino scored in the rain. And then we went to New York. I want to say we lost 1-0. Oh, really? I want to say 0 and 2. Yeah, if I remember 2011, if someone can check me on that, I think 2011 was the one because we, we started slow. Yeah, I remember that. So I would say that was 0 and 2. Um, God, that but, is an yeah. iron trap memory. <laughs> iron trap memory. Yeah, yeah I'm I remember impressed. That. I remember every game. Every game. I, I don't know why. Every one, game I remember. 1 0. Yeah. Juninho Agudelo, 70th minute. Yeah, yeah. And Casey saved Henry's penalty. Yeah. And then 1 1. Houston. Yeah. We drew that one. I scored that one, yeah. And then 2-2, draw. Again. San Jose, yeah. Away in San Jose. Yeah. I scored that one. Yeah. And, yeah. Ryan scored that one. Yep, yep. I remember that. Yeah, good goal. Yeah. And then we got back on the on the right. We beat Chicago at home. Is that right? Yeah, but it was it was the middle part of the month and, and the finish that was strongest. That yes, day. yes. I remember beating Chicago in it. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I'm just so impressed. I'm just getting like <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I minute by minute by minute, like the first, like I am just impressed. Congratulations on having great memories. I'm. Uh, I'm reading. Brad was reading. <laughs> oh, you could have gotten away with it, Brad. You could have gotten away with it. I thought it was all up here. No. Uh, so we have done zero and two. Brad, did you play in 2013 home opener? We lost at home to Montreal. Really weird game. Really weird game. 2013. What was the lineup? Yeah. Maybe you were injured. Montreal. I think it was DeAndre's debut as well. Or league debut, at least. I remember that game. We lost a really weird game. But so we've lost. Yeah, we definitely lost some more. Players. Steve, you need to go on Jeopardy or something. This is insane. <laughs> only, only the sports category for Jeopardy. Sounders Jeopardy. Sounders only, Jeopardy. Yeah, give me anything sports. Anything else? <laughs> <The disaster. laughs> no. Davey Arno, one nothing. yeah. Yeah, 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 I know. So wow, crazy. That's yeah, that was the Tigres. Um, yeah, 
Champions League situation. Yeah, 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 exactly. That, that, that season. Perfect. All right, good stuff. Sounders, Salt Lake, 2.30 p.m. pregame. Um, the game will be in Sandy, Utah, um, at Rio, Tint Rio Tinto Stadium. Three o'clock kickoff will be there. Myself, Keith, Casey. And then hopefully back next week, um, looking at a one and one situation and not an all and two. As always, thanks for listening. Next week, we will start getting to questions. So we'll send out a tweet for that. Um, we'll start taking some of your questions as the season rolls around. Good stuff. Thanks again to Alex. Thanks again to you all for listening. We'll be back next week. This has been Side by Side.